0: Hello, I'm Roger Baker, Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by RAIN Worldview, the premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Subscribe today at rainworldview.com. This is the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Rain. We don't just talk about what happened. We focus on what happens next. In today's podcast, we are talking about the ongoing peace talks between the Pakistani Taliban, known as the TTP, and the government of Pakistan. I'm joined by global security analyst at Rain, Isaiah Glasse. Welcome back to the podcast, Isaiah. Thanks for having me. It's always great to have you on this podcast. Now, maybe you can give me a little context. What is the TTP and what has driven peace talks between it and the government of Pakistan?
1: So the TTP is an umbrella organization formed in 2007 of militant groups originally from what is formerly known as the Federally Administered Tribal Areas in Pakistan. And the group's long-term objective is to fight and overthrow the Pakistani government in an attempt to implement its interpretation of Islamic governance in Pakistan. Now, the group has fought for many years against the Pakistani government, but it has also supported the Afghan Taliban and gave it sanctuary during the war in Afghanistan. In the mid-2010s, Pakistan conducted a military operation known as Zarbazb that degraded the TTP and forced its militants across the border into eastern Afghanistan, where the majority of the TTP now remains, but it's been able to regroup and gradually restrengthen in recent years. Now, following the Afghan Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan in August of 2021, Pakistan largely believed that the Afghan Taliban would constrain the TTP and thus benefit Pakistan's security. But really, the exact opposite has happened. The Afghan Taliban has effectively refused to do so, and the TTP has conducted deadly cross-border attacks in Pakistan over the past year that have killed over 100 of its troops. And this is in addition to an uptick in militant attacks in Pakistan by Baluch separatist groups and even Islamic State. Pakistan has responded to this by attempting to pressure the Afghan Taliban into constraining the TTP. Uh, Pakistan has reportedly fired upon alleged TTP militants across the border with mortars and artillery, and in a significant escalation, it reportedly conducted airstrikes against alleged TTP militants in Afghanistan in April. Uh, It's unclear how many militants were killed in those strikes, but there were dozens of reported civilian casualties. Uh, But the TTP and Pakistan have also been engaged in intermittent ceasefire negotiations mediated by the Afghan Taliban over the past year as well, and the most successful talks occurred in late 2021 when the two parties agreed upon and largely stuck to a ceasefire that lasted throughout November. But the TTP terminated the ceasefire a month later after accusing the Pakistani government of failing to make do on its commitments and attacks by the TTP soon restarted. Since then, the two sides have intermittently attempted to restart negotiations and make progress on a longer term ceasefire.
0: Isaiah, tell me about this recent round of negotiations and what the two sides are demanding of each other.
1: So the current negotiations between the TTP and the Pakistani government are, as with prior negotiations, taking place in Afghanistan and are being mediated by the Afghan Taliban. And they really began to gain momentum last month, with the TTP and Pakistan instituting a series of temporary ceasefires, which were continually extended as negotiations for a longer-term peace progressed. Now, the two sides have since agreed upon an indefinite ceasefire as talks on an agreement are apparently in more advanced stages. The TTP's main demands align with its priorities in the short term. It's reportedly demanding that Pakistani troops withdraw from the tribal regions and allow for the TTP's return and relative autonomy in these regions. It's also seeking the release of more TTP prisoners. The Pakistani state, on the other hand, is effectively seeking the disbandment of the TTPs an armed group. It's seeking the TTP to renounce fighting and give up its weapons if it wants to resettle in the tribal regions without further repercussions uh, from the Pakistani state. But given the TTP's history of conducting lethal attacks in Pakistan, and particularly its heightened attack tempo over the past year... Critics have underlined the danger that Pakistan is effectively negotiating from a position of weakness, which could embolden the TTP, which likely cannot credibly commit to giving up its militant ambitions. So, depending on how much Pakistan gives up in its pursuit of a longer-term ceasefire, an agreement risks effectively reversing the military gains Pakistan achieved in the mid-2010s.
0: What are the prospects for a longer-term peace between the TTP and the Pakistani government? Is that even realistic?
1: So Pakistan's security environment and the heightened attacks it's experienced from the TTP, Baloch separatists, and even Islamic State are a notable driver for it to pursue a longer-term deal with the TTP. But there are still significant constraints to an agreement being reached or that an agreed-upon ceasefire would hold for any extended period of time. And the main reason for that is the fact that the TTP has prioritized maintaining unity, particularly since 2018, when its current leader, Nurwali Massoud, was appointed. Previously, the organization suffered from significant fragmentation, and a number of militant groups under the TTP splintered off due to internal disagreements. But Nurul Ali has led a series of reforms, including implementing mechanisms to resolve internal differences that have resulted in, among other things, the TTP's reabsorption of the groups that had previously split off. So we can see the unity of the current organization, not only in its resurgence and increased attacks, but also in its improved discipline, with militants largely sticking to the central leadership's demand to restrict targeting to Pakistani security forces and limit civilian casualties. So given this context, giving up the organization's longstanding fight against the Pakistani state would probably significantly damage its ability to maintain unity and risk triggering some groups to splinter off or potentially promote defections to the comparably more extreme Islamic State Khorasan province. This is going to make it difficult for an agreement to be reached, and even if one is reached, the ceasefire would probably eventually collapse as either the TTP could decide to recommence attacks... Or dissatisfied groups within the TTP could decide to disobey leadership and conduct attacks themselves. So, regardless of what happens with these negotiations, the militant threat facing Pakistan is unlikely to significantly and durably diminish.
0: Thanks for that analysis, Isaiah. Thank you. Isaiah Golase is a global security analyst with RAIN. You can find his work in RAIN Worldview. Which offers objective geopolitical analysis and intelligence of the global landscape. Subscribe today at rainworldview.com. That's R A N E worldview.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Catch you next time.